What's up, everybody? This is Carmine Davis, and you are listening to The Carmine Davis Show. What is up? How was your week? Mine was Gucci, 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 Gucci. Um, I am currently a little hungover. Um, I had a Casamigos night. Um, oh my god, have y'all ever had Casamigos? That tequila tastes like cake to me a little bit. Like, I think I had the, um, I don't know what flavor we had or I had last night. Um, whatever. Um, anyway, it was good. I love Casamigas. Casamiga me, please. That's my favorite tequila. And I'm paying for it this morning. But it's cool. I, I really do well with hangovers. Like, all I do is get up, walk my dogs with my shades on, talk to my friends, drink a lot of water, and get back to it. <laughs> you know, whatever. But um, my week was pretty cool. Uh, I um, worked, as usual. Um, had a lot of shit going on. Um, but most of all, it was a very productive week, fun week. I, we're out of this Mercury retrograde, or the Mercury grade array or whatever. So I feel a little bit better. I feel like during Mercury retrogrades, I usually try not to do much. And everything I do always kind of like blows up or ricochets or, you know what I mean? Like becomes something else. So I try not to make any real big moves during a retrograde. So now I feel like, all right, let's go. You know what I mean? Like after Mercury, Mercury retrograde is over, like I'm like, okay, let's do this. So I feel better. We're out of the retrograde. Um, I have a lot of, th- I really do plan things around retrograde. I'm one of those weird people. I'm like, oh no, girl, I can't say this. I can't have this conversation. I'm going to put this conversation on pause like right now because we're in a little Gatorade right now. So, you know, but anyway, how's your heart? How was your week? What did you do? what did you eat? what did you see? Who you talk to? Uh, where you go? What's up? How you been? I hope really good. Um, let's just dive right into it. Okay, so free Britney. You know, I'm not gonna make. I'm not gonna do another Britney show. We talked about this, and I feel like y'all are mostly like real Britney fans. Um, I think we, you know, if you listen to my show, you might be more than a casual Britney Spears fan. So you already know what's going on. Britney has spoken, honey, and she is. She sounds um, sound. She sounds sure. She sounds pop like. I was so pleased to hear um, Britney speak. And I sounded like, oh, Britney, I believe her. I I think that this was a step in the right direction for her. So shout out to Britney. Um, and I'm praying for that whole camp, you know, as a huge, y'all know how much I love Britney. But it's something that I feel like a real Britney Spears fan has been going. We've been we've been dealing with this for 13 years or so, like 13, 14 years, you know, since the conservatorship began. Like we all knew that Jamie was on some fuck shit like back then, like even from I think about the um, for the record documentary, which I tell people all the time, like you've got to watch this documentary. Like even back then, I used to watch it all the time. Every, if you were in high school or junior high or whatever with me, you remember when for for the record came out and I it was full of quotables it was really beautifully like it was well done but it was very revealing and I felt like she hasn't really been as revealing 
um, about her situation, uh, about her situation until today or yesterday, um, when she came out, um, during her, during her court, um, appearance that she she called in and, and discussed and she kind of cleared the air and she told them how she felt and it was exactly what we've been saying you know that Britney feels trapped like she's been drugged um they she has to change in front of six doctor doctors I'm gonna put a um I'm not gonna go on about this because I feel like we've talked about this multiple times and you know yada yada, yada and everybody's talking about it but I'm gonna put a link to it from the CNN and um uh, articles and all that where you can hear the audio and all of that stuff and and it's it's very powerful and prayers for Britney free Britney and I do believe Britney will be free um and I also just you know even if she doesn't perform ever again or ever sings again like I feel like she will always the reason why Britney Spears is so important to like these these are huge stories to us because Britney is still huge to us and because we love her you know what I mean and and it's it's a lot. And, you know, when you're a big fan of somebody and you, I feel like we know her, you know what I mean? But there's so much about her that we don't know. And, you know, it's, I feel like it's important for us to give her that space to figure out her situation. Um, But anyway, let's move on to what I really want to talk about. Um, this week's, we, you know, we start the show off with a hot topic and this week is no different. Um, this is from lovebyscott.com. Shout out to lovebyscott.com. Um, say what now? Missouri teacher arrested for allegedly posing as teen boy and extorting underage girls for nudes. Okay. I want y'all to leave these kids alone. I want y'all to leave these kids alone. Okay, so what is going on in the world? A teacher was arrested this month on charges in connection with his alleged production of child pornography and extortion of minors in Muscatine, Muscatine, Iowa. When the girls resisted his follow-up demands, the teacher identified in court filings as Chad Allen Craghead of Fulton, Missouri, allegedly threatened to send the compromising photos to the teen's friends and family members. Craghead was arrested by federal agents on June 16th and now faces five felony charges, two counts of production of child pornography, one court of cyber-stalking, and two counts of interstate communications with intent to extort. If convicted, Craighead faces 15 to 30 years in federal prison and a fine up to $250,000. The prosecutor handling the case, Ashley Turner, good, I'm glad it was a woman, and Craighead's court-appointed lawyers, Steve R. Berry and Jennifer Huack, did not immediately respond to the Daily Beast's request for comment. As stated on the school's district websites, Craighead has taught um, at both North Callaway High School and Hatton McGreddy elementary he has no previous criminal history um save two traffic save two traffic violations according to public records crackhead's profile on an online coaching site reads i am a husband father of three um, a jh math teacher a head xc coach and a distance track coach of north callaway and follower of christ girl please cmsu xtc xctf's Central Missouri State University's cross country and track field alum. His teacher, his wife's, his wife teaches in the same school district. Oh my goodness! A grand jury returned a seal indictment a week before Crackhead's arrest. The filing states that he's allegedly targeted minor victims one and two between January and April 2020, just as COVID-19 began to spread across the United States. 
The following is light on detail, but a government motion to deny crackhead bail reveals further information about his alleged crimes. In it, prosecutors argue that crackhead is a danger to the community and he is not amenable to, uh, to supervision and is a flight risk. Specifically, the defendant, who was a teacher and track coach, created a false identity of a teenage boy to induce two minor females to produce pornogic, porno, pornographic images of himself. Of themselves. It states the defendant then used a second false identity to extort the minor females into continuing to produce pornographic images by threatening to disperse the images to their friends and family. This caused a great deal of emotional distress to the minor females. The motion continues a search warrant to, uh, to Snapchat revealed the defendant was speaking with multiple minor females and contained multiple images of self-produced child pornography. Oh, my goodness. Officials with the North Callaway School District did not respond to the Daily Beast request for comment, and it remains unclear if the district is aware of crackhead's arrest. However... District rules require any employee who gets arrested to notify their their supervisor within three working days. If charges of sexual or physical abuse were later sustained, the employer will be immediately suspended with pay, according to the district's policy handbook. Earlier this week, a judge ordered that Craighead be detained pending trial. Mm. That is disgusting. And you know what's so sad is like, they they started the article with, you know, what's going on in the world. But I remember going in high school. I'm not going to tell everybody's business. You know, I do that. And I get in trouble enough for that. But I remember there was some coaches. And I remember there were some um, male and female, like young females and males exchange, exchanging of pictures and all that. This was before Snapchat or anything like that. But um I don't understand why some 30-year-old, 40-year-old man would be interested in a 16, 17-year-old high schooler. Like, I, I don't understand why people just don't go to work, especially a teacher. Like, how do you... You're a grown-ass man, like... There are grown women in their 20s. If you want to go and you're 30, get some 21, 22-year-old, 23-year-old, some young tenderoni. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand why you... I feel like it takes a certain amount of, like, coward. And then to not even really show who you really are, to pretend that you're someone else. And that is a whole other thing. Like, I'm not saying that it's right to just come up and be like, hey, shouty, you know, you know want to go you know go to sonic after work you know what i mean like no i'm not saying that that's right but to even not even give those girls a choice is still child molestation no matter how you cut it but to even it's more grisly like scary to to even like to pretend that you are among them and then take their pictures they don't even want to give it that's such a loser like how do you feel like a man like how do you feel good about yourself knowing that you're extorting these girls pretending to be of their age or someone that they know probably or you know what I mean and then getting their pictures and then oh my god that is disgusting like and it makes me think about like inappropriate relationships that was ha- was happening in my high school that I had no idea about you know until later one of our teachers got arrested um shout out to people from Pearl High School you know what I'm talking about you know 
it's a mess. Like a lot of coaches and all that shit. And it's like something that is so sad that you just kind of deal with. Like, and it shouldn't now this whole digital thing has upped the game. Like uh, this is crazy. If, uh, you don't have to tell me um, in details, but like tweet me, um, email me, Instagram me. If you feel better about what you knew about an inappropriate relationship that happened at your school, were you a member of an inappropriate relationship? How did it come about? Like, I don't know. Like to me, no matter what, these kids are smart, you know, these days, but a 35 year old, 40 year old man with, uh, especially with three kids, you have three kids. I feel like that is an unfair advantage is, it's just scary. Like who, what would you get from that? Like, I don't, I don't understand the thought process of, of messing around with these young girls and boys that are, I'm not saying now, don't get me wrong. I know that these girls around here and these kids are probably a lot quicker and brighter than me and are probably a little bit more experienced than me, but don't rob them of their rightful experience to was experiment with people in their own group. Don't sit around here and pretend that you are a 17 year old jock and getting all these pictures and they think that they are around somebody doing the right thing, experimenting. Like that's traumatizing. You know what I mean? Like that's scary. Like these poor girls are probably terrified. And these are probably the only two girls that came up and said anything. You know what I'm saying? Like that's robbing these young people of their, their experiences. Like, their experimental phase. Now they have to worry that if the person that they're Snapchat, which they should, I guess, in the first place anyway. Like, y'all know how I feel about sending news as even an adult. Like, I'm not sending news to nobody. Like, if you, no, niggas is slick. You know what I mean? Like, and I got a, I got a little, 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 little clout. And like, all I need to do is, you know, blow up and, there you go, put my good titties out and my good ass and my good dick out. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, absolutely not. I think the fuck not, you know, and I feel like kids need to be more mindful of that themselves. Like, I get it, you know, news and exchange, but you are a minor. You're a child. Stop sending your titties to people. Stop sending your little pussy. Stop putting, sending your little dick and your little ass out. But either way, you have the right to experiment with people in your own age group. You know what I'm saying? But just be mindful and be careful. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Tweet me at Carmine Davis, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis, um, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis show. And if this wasn't enough, you know, make sure you follow, subscribe, rate, review this podcast. I don't do this for my health. I know y'all like to listen and tune in every week and never hit that follow button. I've caught a few of y'all like, what are you doing? Like, come on, like. I'm changing lives out here. Like, I'm over it. I, I, I'm tired of hearing about this every, some weirdo. Like, that's weird. Like, how do you, how are you okay with, like, how do you sit up there and just be like, oh, okay, let me, let me see your teats. You know, and you're a, you're a 40 fucking year old man next to your wife and kids are running around who are probably the same age. You fucking weirdo. You're on the track team watching, you know, you're perv. That's weird. I don't know. 
Okay. Um, anyway, let's move on to something a little bit lighter. Okay, you guys know the second segment is always dedicated to the artist spotlight. Um, we talk about um, artists, music, um, um, performers, albums, concepts, um, you know, shows, concerts, everything music related that I feel like I want to talk to y'all about. And this week I want to, last week we talked about Summer Walker and how I wanted to give her her tens and, you know, despite me previously kind of shading her down, you know, I went through and gave her a fair chance and I love her album. I love her music and I feel like we need to, you know, shake off that. Anyway, this week is no different. Um, but I want to present you something that I feel like you need to listen to and give a fair chance to. And that's Miss the lovely Christina Milian. Um, I remember back in 2006, you know, we knew we knew her from AM to PM and the Kim Possible theme and all this other stuff. But in 2006, she dropped an album, a gem that I felt like people need to know in 2006 let me tell you exactly who i was in 2006 i at that time was uh no different (laughs) in a lot of situations um i was a baby you know but i loved music and i loved listening to different but i started to get really into r&b heavy like current r&b and the sounds of r&b maybe around 2006 and um 2006 that was the era the b-day era every time i think about 2006 I think about Beyonce's B-Day. Like, every time I think about that. But this is not about her. But I started to be obsessed with R&B albums from strong female leads. And this was no different. I remember when Christina Milian, I knew her from, you know, Love Don't Cost a Thing. I knew her from all the, the I think she had done the Bring It On. No, she didn't do the other Bring It On by that point. But I knew Christina Milian, okay? I knew her from Dip It Low. All those great songs that she did for us. But to me, this is when I sat up and was like, this woman is serious. Like, I... I, I took her so seriously here. And So Amazing is the third studio album by American singer-songwriter Christina Milian. The album, her first studio um, released since the 2004s, It's About Time, was released by Island Records. And I was obsessed with Island Records. I still want to be signed to Island Records if the deal is right. Shout out to Island Records. I'm here if you want me. Um, on April the 19th, 2008 in Japan, on May the 8th in Europe, and on May the 16th in the United States. Unlike previous records, which had contributions from many producers milan wrote and produced so amazing primarily with hip-hop producers cool and dre during production milan was mentioned by la reed and executive producer jay-z of def jam um she was mentored by la reed and executive producers um jay-z and def of jeff jams of def jam recordings which what was another reason why i thought this album was amazing it was definitely an la reed uh led album at that time you know that's when um, he was just coming off the heels of his work with Mariah on the Emancipation of Mimi, right? Like it had come out um, previously and he was riding off the wave of that. And L.A. Reid really knew what to do with these girls. Like he put these girls in the place and this album was no different. It um, The link was 42 minutes and 24 seconds. Um, it dropped April 19, 2006. It was recorded 2005 and 2006. It was executive produced by Christina Milian, um, Jay-Z um, from the Carter administration, Cool and Dre and the Heavyweights. And 
The album's musical style is primarily urban and R&B, and in contrast to the pop sounds of Milan's previous efforts, a change suggested by Island Def Jam. Following criticism over her previous albums for lack of consistency, um, Milan had 10 of the album's tracks produced by Cool and Dre. Lyrically, the album was inspired by Milan's breakup at the time with Nick Cannon. I'm going to tell you why that is important in a second. Um... I, um, because Nick Cannon also inspired one of my other favorite albums that y'all slept on, uh, Mariah Carey, um, Me, I Am Mariah, The Lucifer Shum Twos. But anyway, so Amazing was completed within a three month period, and Milan received writing credit for nine of the songs, the uh, nine of the album songs. The album debuted and peaked at number 11 and in the United States into that United States Billboard chart. Um, and sold a total of 163 copies internationally. The album charted in the United Kingdom, France, and Switzerland. The album's only single, Say I, featuring rapper Jay Z, I mean Jeezy, saw peak positions of number four in the UK and number 21 in the United States. The critical response to So Amazing was mixed. Um, the album's production and Say I were generally praised, while several critics did not feel the sen- that, that the album showcased Milan's personality. Two weeks after the release of So Amazing, Milan was dropped from Island Dev Jam Records. Okay. All that aside, um, that album is amazing. <laughs> I think it aged very well. I think she was cool and dre if you remember at the time they were the it producers at the time like it was the dream and cool and dre were kind of peeping in they were like the young cats that came in and i would still work with cool and dre like they were amazing and you know at the time she was fooling around with i think dre right wasn't she fooling around with dre or cool y'all know christina million one thing she gonna do is fool around with her producer consecutively every time every album process like Whoever she's working with, she's fooling around with them, which is no shade. Like, she's a Scorpio woman. I get it. Like, you know, there's something sexy about when you're in that creative space and this person giving you all they got and you giving them all you got. and You know, blah, blah, blah. You're in those situations and you're writing from your heart and you're talking about this and you're working close to each other, going to get something to eat. You know, you you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's Christina Milian. I'm like, she can fuck who she want. But the album features some of the dopest um production slickest production i think that came out that year including fooling y'all gotta get into fooling um gonna tell everybody um uh y'all ain't nothing like christina really was in her r&b bag like she put her hair up you know and a, a messy bun put her acrylics on and she started to read like and she was really really laying it to nick cannon now one thing about this album christina million was one of the first people to expose nick cannon for the asshole he really is like now we see it like more and more about him having three babies by two different baby mamas at one time, like, or whatever the story is. Like, I'm, I'm not reporting all that, but Mariah also talked to us about and musically and told on Christina, I mean, on Nick Cannon as well. And he really do be bringing out the best in these girls. Like he'd be really breaking them down. And they'd be talking about one thing. The theme is that I find that commonly that they always say, like even in the song fooling and even with Mar- you compare fooling and going to tell everybody um, to Mariah Carey's um, Thirsty or Cry or those big songs on um, or those um, pointed songs on Me, I Am Mariah. 
this nigga is a fraud. Like, you know what I'm saying? And they are telling us that. Like, he's walking around here pretending to be this nice guy. But in reality, Nick Cannon is like a, a weirdo. You know what I mean? Like, he is a dog. Like, you, he, he reminds me of my ex where, you know, he's so nice and, uh, you know, fixing his inner issues with a bad bitch. You know, I love my wife. I love her. You know, she's the best. She's the best. But meanwhile, you running around here and my motherfucking private jet talking to other bitches. Balling like you got it. Like, you know, playing games and playing this whole good guy role. I'm Nick Cannon from Nick. But in reality, you're a motherfucking dog. Like, he dogged Christina Milian. Wasn't it with Salita Ebanks? Like, how do you keep going from bad bitch, bad bitch, bad, bad bitch, bad bitch? And nobody's holding you accountable. That nigga is charming. But anyway, that has zero to do with anything. But this album to me was amazing. Like, I listened to um, Twisted. Twisted was another song. But one of my favorite albums, which I, I mean, my favorite cuts from this song, um, I mean, this album was My Love and Goes. And I used to listen to that. The production to me was so sleek and how clever and playful and fun her um, vocals were on these songs. Like, she really wrote these beats. She wrote these songs. And it was, I get where people come from with the criticism that she wasn't showing her personality. But it was the fact that, one, Christina Milian is a songwriter and a, a background vocalist. So that was mostly was on display. Like, I felt like you have to, how do I explain it? Listen to it with the intent how do I say it? Don't expect vocal moments or large vocal declarations and, and all this. This is from a woman who would lay some really great vocal tracks down and put some really great hooks together. And that's what the album consists of. And it's very straight to the point. Very. I would compare it to um, Janae Ekio meets. Janet Jackson, but not as fun. She's right in the middle, I think. Like, and it's what's so great about this album to me was how well it was put together, how lean the album was together, how concise it was. And I feel like it's worth people's time. I feel like you can add these to your playlist. These are really, really cute songs. And I felt like how impactful it was to me. I still listen to this album. I listened to it yesterday. I listened to it the week before. Like these are really, really good songs that I feel like people need to listen to. When you think about Christina Milian, we think of AM to PM. But I felt like as as far as a good urban effort, I felt like this was one of those albums I really feel like y'all would appreciate. And I wanted to share that with y'all. I don't know why. Like I felt like people really need to get into Christina Milian so amazing. I'm going to put a link to it, and I want y'all to spin it. It's sexy. It's cute. It's a great summer album. It's a great breakup album. It's it's a really cute playlist-worthy music. I'm going to tell everybody, and or my loving girls will be cute on a little drop-top night. Like It was really it was a really, really great effort, and I felt like as far as when I think of Christina Milian, I don't really think of AM to PM as her musical. I feel like this is a good... How do I say it? It's a good note on, I, I think it's, when I think of Christina Milian as a singer songwriter, I feel like So Amazing would be, if I was Christina Milian, So Amazing would be the album that I would want people to hear when they hear my work. I feel like it's a good 
embodiment of Christina Milian and her work and who she is and who she was at that time. And I think it was a really great embodiment of what urban contemporary R&B was at the time. And she did a really solid effort. Even the vocal arrangements, the harmonies, the choruses, the hooks, they were really, really, really good. It all sounds like, yes, it could have been demos or they could be Christina Milian songs. And once you hear it, you'll see what I'm talking about. I don't know. Listen to it and get back to me. Tweet me at Carmine Davis, um, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis show. And if you've heard the record, which I'm almost a thousand percent sure once I send this on Twitter, I'm going to get some of the girls with taste and they're going to know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. If you have some real taste, you know, so amazed by Christina Milian was that girl. It's cute. It's a cute record. And I want you to spin it. All right. Moving on. I just thought that that was something that I have been dealing with. I've been a closeted Christina Milian, so amazing fan for a very long time. I even love the packaging. It had that beautiful purple matte album. Um, of course, Christina Milian is gorgeous. Like, you know, so her, her packaging was laid and, you know, she's got that racially ambiguous thing, you know, like, so she could really go urban, pop, you know, Latin, you know, she has that thing. But she really did, I felt like, gave her best here. If you were looking for the best of Christina Milian. It's a good album, child. I promise. <laughs> no, not, nonetheless, listen to it, honey. It's got some really, really good songs. And I think you'd be really surprised to if you never really sat back and listened to this album. Even when I, I tweet lyrics. I've even seen somebody tweet the lyrics from it the other day from an album from that I mean, from a song from that album. Like, we know this album, but nobody really gives it its tens. And so, from here on out, I'm going to give y'all the motherfucking tens. Christina Milian, I'm going to rate this album a eight. For effort. Technically, it might be a six, but you get two more points for the effort and how you make these songs cry. And I felt it. She really tried. But anyway, moving on. And if I didn't lose, make sure you follow, rate, subscribe, like, and review this podcast. Because I don't do it for my health, honey. Like, I promise you I'm so ahead of my motherfucking time. Like, y'all going to be talking. It's going to be a Twitter thread about how this album was so ahead of its time and all this bullshit. But when I say it, you know, it goes right over y'all's head. Listen to the track, bitch. Like, and tell me. Like, before Janae and all those girls were make on hopping on those samples, and I'm telling you, this is noted. Like, while we talked about Summer Walker and all that, it was almost the same vibe before it was popular, is what I'm trying to say. But we're moving on. Um, our third and last segment is the love, relationship, and sex segment. We haven't really gotten raunchy in a while in this segment, and I want to take it there. Um... A little bit. We talk about all kind of shit. Love, relationships, and sex. But it's been a while since we really got nasty. And I want to get nasty and talk about something that nobody really talks about anymore. But I believe in this. I believe that sex is something that is mind, body, and spirit. Like, you can be having sex or having a sexual um 
situation with someone and have be completely fully clothed. I believe that sex is 24 hours. Like you could be, I believe in fucking all day. Like I tell people all the time and it doesn't have to be, you know, I think nowadays we just talk about sticking and licking, but in reality, you know, there are ways to get your partner to a point where they are at a fever pitch by the time they ripping your clothes off. Like it's, too much you know what i'm saying and that's with aphrodisiacs i don't think people talk about them anymore and i'm actually working on my line i'm still working on my brand uh the woo brand and one thing i brought up was aphrodisiacs and how i want to bring them back to the forefront and i went through an article on webmd this is where this is coming from i'm webmd.com so i'm serious and i wanted to be like okay do we not talk about aphrodisiacs anymore because we found out that they don't work or is that just too much work you know what I mean? Or are we all just already naturally horny? So aphrodisiacs, better sex or just bonk? Many women have sought aphrodisiacs agents that arouse or increase sexual response or desire since the beginning of time. Aphrodisiacs may well be one of the things that crosses all barriers, race, culture, ethnicity, age, making it unanimous we all want to have better sex if you looked hard enough you couldn't find an authority for almost any folk belief about the stimulating properties of a substance and although the food and drug administration has determined that all these non-medical approaches are ineffective people still follow their heart desires in search of the perfect catalyst for love foods one category of foods that were thought to be aphrodisiacs are foods that resemble genitalia. Eggs and caviar may come to mind, as well as asparagus, celery, and onions. Clams and oysters also lay claim to aphrodisiac qualities, aphrodisiac qualities because of the shape of textures. Oysters, in fact, are high in zinc, a nutrient that was lacking in people's diets at one time. Eating them could improve a nutritionally deficient diet, thus improving a person's overall health and increasing their sex drive. Spicy foods have long been considered to be sexually stimulants. There is some scientific truth to the claim in that foods that are heavily spiced often contain capsaicin. <laughs> Whatever this is. The active ingredient in cayenne pepper. Eating capsaicin can cause a physiological response, increased heart rate and metabolism, sometimes even sweating. That is quite similar to the physical reaction experienced during sex. Okra is another reputed vegetable of love, rich in magnesium. It's a natural, exast natural exastant, relaxant. It's also full of iron, folate, zinc, and vitamin B, all nutrients that keep your sex organs healthy and happy. A little gumbo, anyone? <laughs> Herbs. This is more my, my, my thing, my speed. An herb very commonly associated with love is ginseng. Some say ginseng is an aphrodisiac because it actually looks like a human body. The word ginseng even means man root. Studies have reported sexual response in animals who have been given ginseng, but there is no evidence to date of ginseng having any effect on humans. Uh, Yohomibi is an herb found in Africa and India that for centuries has been thought to possess aphrodisiac qualities. It works by stimulating nerve centers in the spine, thereby improving the capacity of, for erection without increasing sexual excitement. These days, some call it the herbal Viagra. Unfortunately, there are side effects to making this herb, which include anxiety, weakness, overstimulation, paralysis, paralysis, why can I not pronounce anything today? It's y'all know how I get down. I'm reading too fast. Paralysis, paral. Oh, you get paralyzed, y'all, and hallucinations. Um, well, it sounds like fucking me anyway. So, 
That sounds about right. Sounds like a large price to pay for the possibility of better sex, don't you think? I don't think so. Spanish fly, which I did not know what it was until doing this. this I've heard of Spanish fly, but until I did my research, it's not a spy. I mean, it's not a fly. No discussion of aphrodisiacs will be complete without mention of Spanish fly, the most legendary of love drugs, but also the most dangerous. Spanish fly or cantharides is extract, extracted from dry beetle dung, reported sexual excitement after taking Spanish fly stems from its ability to irritate the urogenital tract, caused a rush of blood to the genital area. And that's not the downside. Spanish fly is, a poison, is poison and that burns the mouth and throat and cause urinary infections, scarring of the urethra and in some rare cases, death. I'll pass. Organic aphrodisiacs, aside from the groundbreaking release of Viagra, there have been few laboratory studies on aphrodisiacs. To date, the only evidence of any organic aphrodisiacs has been anecdotal and subjective. Sight, sounds, and scents with in your reach are the best precursor precursors for a romp in the head. Nothing can compare with the sight of your partner's lips parted in a smile or the sound of those three words I love you combined with a healthy dose of mind candy, your imagination. You're well on your way to a fabulous night of sexual exploration. Um, other repu reputed aphrodisiacs, including um, rhinocerosaurus horn, deer antlers, chocolate, truffles, cloves, sandalwood, alder bark, damina, damiana, damiana, gypsy weed, rose petals, patchouli. Um, ouch, I'm sorry. Um, patchouli, muria, puama, and katuaba. I've heard, okay, that's the article, whatever. Okay, so... I've heard of actually a lot of aphrodisiacs. I think honey is an aphrodisiac, even though it makes your stomach like messed up. But that might not be a bad thing right before. It depends on what side of the legs you're giving up on. You know, go ahead and get that out of there and go ahead and clean it up, you know, and get on that dick. You know, I don't know. Uh, honey, I like candy. I think candy is very sexy, very sexy aphrodisiac. I love flowers like roses, but I like dead roses. And I used to think that that was so very crazy. I revealed that on my, my podcast like a year ago or something like that. And then I Googled it. Somebody sent me an article where there's like Kylie Jenner said that she loves dead roses too, which of course it makes it so much better because the fucking Jenner said it was cool. But people always looked at me crazy. Like I love the smell and the look of dead roses. And I think they're so sexy and they're so romantic. And I don't know. I think that they're just really, really beautiful when they're dying and like wilted. You know what I'm talking about? When you could touch them and they like crunch. I think that's very sexy. Um, if y'all hear some snoring, that's Luna. Of course, y'all know Luna cannot sleep if she's not on my fucking lap so if you hear her snoring that's luna um there's a lot of aphrodisiacs that you know i find day to day like what is something that gets you horny like even like eating like a hot dog like y'all remember seeing tank eat that hot dog y'all remember that picture i'm gonna put that in the link and just y'all know what i'm talking about when tank was eating that hot dog that was hot Music is my aphrodisia. I love like music, like from Sounder to Sade to like really cool vibes, like and weed. I think weed is the best. People like talk about cocaine and ecstasy and all that. I'm not trying to do all that, like, but I think weed and then like you just be the right amount of high on a good sativa or no indica. 
to me is the one where I'm like, fuck me, please. Like everything is just like right aroused, wet and ready. Like, you know what I'm saying? And you got the music playing and bumping and, you know, got some Jodeci playing. Like, I don't know. Tweet me. What's your, what is your aphrodisiac? You know what I'm saying? Like what turns you on? What is the one physical thing? Um, that's not, you know, of course a picture of a dick or, you know, or, you know, like what is that that turns you on? Tweet me at Carmine Davis, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis. Um, email me too, if you're a little private or you, you know, you got a little game, you know, you got a little recipe, you know, something that you, you, I'll try it. I, I'm, you know, I'm a freak. I'll, I'll try anything once. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, it is true. I'll try anything once. But that's our show. Y'all hit me up. Let me know what y'all think about um, this free Britney stuff, too. Like, I'm like, I feel like that was such a step. I, I can't get over hearing her voice. And, you know, wow. Let's keep our prayers with Brittany. Um, let's keep our prayers day to day with all of the stuff that's going on. Everybody's got so much going on. And I pray for success and um, for all you guys and happiness and joy. And, you know, and I'll see y'all next week. I love y'all very much. Bye, girl.